On today's episode, we talk about the cobbler and his shoes, we talk about remote teams, and we talk about planning for a million. Hey everybody, this is Adam Steele and this is another episode of the Steele Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 14, 14 I think. And um, we're gonna do uh, something a little bit differently today. We're, um, you know, as you will have noticed, we are taping outside. And um, this uh, really probably should have been 13.5. We're gonna call it 14. We're gonna do lessons learned. So we're gonna talk about different um, um, things that I've sort of picked up uh, over the past seven years and, and what I got from them. And, and hopefully there might be something that you too will, uh, will get from them. So without further ado, Rihanna, why don't you get us started? The Cobbler and His Shoes. Yes. What is that one? You heard that saying before? Um, no, what's the saying? It's, it, I don't actually know the whole saying. It's like, it, I don't know the full saying, but it's, it's, the way it goes is it's kind of like the cobbler has shit shoes. So like he makes like everybody, all his clients perfect shoes um, or fixes or whatever, but his shoes are just ratty and crappy, right? And so the way that that relates to me or to, um, or to others is I think we get so busy in the um, day-to-day of running our business that we forget about ourselves. We forget about our own marketing. We forget about our own website. We focus, um, you know, just on, on, on delivering whatever it is that our clients are paying for. And um, I, I know in my case, I woke up one day and I realized that um, you know, while we were still getting referrals, which was good, um, you know, they, they kind of teetered off a little bit for you know, maybe a, a, was a few months or something like that. And we had nothing else coming in. And I realized that all of my clients were doing very, very well, but I was not doing well. I had let my marketing slip. I had kept and forgotten about my shitty website and it wasn't working for me. There was nothing that was keeping my business alive. And if I were to lose, you know, the, you know, one or two or whatever clients, where would, would that leave me? So it's essentially I was letting, um, my business, my marketing, my whatever, basically stand still, basically deteriorate. And in my business, that, that just can't be. I'm a digital marketing company. So if my digital marketing is on point, how do you think, isn't on point, how do you think that's going to look for other people hoping to hire me to do the same thing, right? So I think, I think it's really important that you set some time aside, some money aside for your own marketing and don't sacrifice that regardless of how busy you will get because your clients will leave you. Your client, it's just, it's inevitable. The churn is inevitable in just about every business, especially digital marketing. You know, they'll get approached by some other SEO company or some other person who promises to be better and is a better, has maybe a little bit better salesmanship than, than perhaps you do. And so they think, oh, the grass is greener on the other side. And so they jet and they go to someone else. Well, now how are you going to bring in someone else, right? Who's, who, what new clients are coming in? Well, they're only coming in if you've done things to set yourself up for that. And so with us, you know, we had abysmal rankings. We had a piece of crap website. And it wasn't until, 
I don't know, maybe two years ago that we actually started giving a crap about our own marketing. And unfortunately, that put us way behind the curve. You know, we're still, you know, we're an SEO company and we're struggling to get onto first page even after two years. We're up against guys who are just as, um, just as talented as, as we are, but, or maybe not as talented as we are, but they've been doing it for 10 years, right? They started doing it when we should have started doing it. And so that sort of history, um, it, it snowballs. And so it's very hard to um, get in front of the incumbent sometimes, especially in this space. So it's, it's important not to forget about yourself, not to get so busy that you start neglecting how you are getting new business. Uh, and that was a very, um, a very tough lesson to learn for me because it happened when we were already slow. So we lost a couple clients because, you know, we, we were still trying to figure it out and um, I was still learning to, to figure out how to manage cash flow and things got really sketchy for a little while because, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't thought, um, I hadn't thought this would happen and I hadn't been focusing on myself. I was focusing on my clients. So um, don't, uh, don't think that your clients will be around forever. Don't think that your clients can sustain you forever. Always be setting aside a little bit of time for your own parachutes, for your own website, for your own marketing. Set a little money aside, set a little bit of time aside and focus on that. What do we have next? The joys and pains of an office or not having an office. Yeah, there's a, there's, there's a certain, uh, I think, glamour that goes uh, with having sort of an office. You can bring clients in and, you know, you can have, you know, Friday drinks with, uh, with your team. Uh, you know, I, I worked in this one office where we had like a bunch of old, like an N64 and uh, we had Mario Kart and we would at lunch, we'd go and hang out and play. Um, there, there, there's a there's a certain sort of camaraderie. There's a certain sort of um, a culture that comes with an office, and it's always you know despite what I'll say, it's always um, you know been something that in the back of my mind I've kind of wanted. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of good reasons for not having one. Um, firstly, do you actually need one? In my case, I do not. My business is completely remote. And in a lot of ways, that is a. Um, in a lot of ways, it's a better business model. There certainly is a lot less responsibility involved when you have subcontractors versus employees. I have a lot of agencies that will come to me, and they'll be like, "Oh man, I wish I had set my business up this way." And I, and I think they're just buried under the minutia that is having an office and having to deal with all these sort of office-related uh, activities and responsibilities. So while it's, you know, it might be really cool, it might, you might look really legit, I, I don't know that you, I don't know that I would be any more successful if I had an office. And I, I venture to guess 95% of people who have an office could be just as successful without one and probably live a much more happy and free entrepreneurial life. Not to mention their employees as well, they probably wouldn't mind, uh, wouldn't mind leading the same, wouldn't mind the ability to work from home and um, work when they wanna work as long as the, you know, the job gets done. I understand that isn't possible in every business, but I, 
certainly believe in a lot of these sort of digital businesses myself, my own included, um, it's very possible. I know it's possible because we've done it and we are managing just fine. So I think it's, um, I think it's important to sort of chart your own path and not have an office just because every other successful company seems to have an office. It's, you, I, th I think you gotta just kinda do you and figure it out for yourself and not, um, not assume that, that everybody has it kinda figured out, that uh, they're doing it the right way. It's, it's, it's not true and I talked about it in episode, a little bit in episode um, 13 I think, um, you know, with regards to uh, structuring your, your business and your organization, organizational structure and all that, there's no one way to do it. You just got to sort of do you and figure out what, what makes sense for you and try both ways. I had a little office for a little while and it sucked. Nobody wanted to show up. Not that I have a lot of people here locally, but people just, people just preferred to work at home and, and if they were happy, then I was happy. So. Uh, maybe there's some sort of happy medium. Maybe there's some sort of, you know, have an office, but, you know, you only have to be there half half of the week. I don't know, but um, I can tell you it's worth experimenting. It's worth trying, um, you know, both options and trying to find something that just sort of works for you and works um, the very best for your team. So what do we got next? Yeah, I don't know that I actually, this was sort of a, a last minute, um, last minute, uh, addition and I don't know that I really have a lot of material to talk about when it comes to planning for a million but basically what it what it means and I I, I wish I could remember where I'd heard it first but essentially the idea is um, if you plan for a million when you get to a million you'll be ready or you'll be some factor of more ready than you would if you were you were just sort of planning for what you had what you had at the time so uh, what I mean by that is if I plan to run a, a multi-million dollar company, well, it, that planning to run a multi-million dollar company would be much different from planning to run a $100,000 company or a you know, tens of $70,000 company or a $50,000 company. Running a multi-million dollar company, uh, at least in my case, involves lots of people. It involves managing lots of personalities. It involves um, having you know proper accounting systems and proper accounting people it involves having the proper um, or you know some sort of proper uh, organizational structure it requires processes it requires setting things up in such a way that people know what to do you don't have to tell them what to do you've got guides set up you can onboard people quickly you can scale quickly you have infrastructure in place that when you get pressed with more and more business because you're growing that you're in you're 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 able to take it on and you're able to take it on in sort of an efficient and non-destructive type of way so when i think of planning for a million i'm not just thinking of um i'm not just thinking of you know, be positive and think that you can create the biggest thing, you know, the biggest thing ever. I'm thinking plan, plan to, to grow, plan, plan to have to have systems in place that would support 10 times what you're currently doing and always be picking, picking away at, at, at those processes and those, those systems so that they can, you know, support the next, you know, the next, you know, 10 clients or the next 20 clients or the next, you know, 
10 people you hire or, or what have you. And I didn't get that at first, but later on in business, when things started to um, really snowball, it made a huge difference in the way that I was able to, hey buddy, you wanna be on camera? So hot. Yeah. That's okay. What's her name? Java. Java. I like that. Hey, Java. I like that. Thank you. Have a good day. Very cute. Um, what were you talking about? Plan for a million. So I, I just, I, I, like I was saying, I don't think it's just like a positivity thing. I think it's actually sort of a structural thing and you just have to, set yourself up to be prepared for um, huge growth. And, um, and when you get there, you're gonna be much more prepared than you would otherwise, than you would have been if you just sort of sat around and you know, built something that supports what you currently have, but not prepared for, for what's coming for the future. That's it, isn't it? That's good. Okay, well, let's let's stop there. Um, you know, as always, uh, you know, I want to thank you guys uh, for checking out the show. I appreciate that you guys would take 15, 20, 30, sometimes 40 minutes out of your day to uh, listen to me speak about uh, about my business experience. I hope that uh, you know, with each episode, that you get you know at least one little thing that you can take away. Um, if you know if you know anybody that uh, that might be interested interested in listening to the same, I hope that uh, you'll let them know about it. You'll send them our podcast, or you'll send them our YouTube show. And um, you know, as always, if you guys have any questions, you can hit me up in the comments section. You can you can send me an email at adam at magistrateinc.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at adam g steel. Um, there's a million ways to get me. We're on Instagram. We're, we're kind of everywhere and that's that's kind of the idea. We want to create content that is sort of easily digested by every type of person. People that you know just want to listen to something while they're at the gym or somebody who wants to sit in front of their computer and, and actually see me. So um, if you have any um, if you have any questions, please let me know. And um, if you haven't already subscribed, please do that. And if you want to just leave a review on, say, iTunes or something like that, I would really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Have a great week. And uh, I will see you on episode 15. See ya.